about building resilience, which is something that we are always discussing at FAVE. Resilience may be a word that you hear talked about a lot, but maybe you're not sure exactly what it is or what it looks like. So join us in this series as we discuss why resilience is so important, how we can build it, reflect on our own resilience and have an honest conversation about the reality of being resilient in the challenges of life. In this episode, we are thinking about what we really mean by resilience, different ways of being resilient and why we think it is so important. Hello everyone, thank you so much for being here. Um, what I'd love to do is just go around um, so you can introduce yourselves and maybe share with us as well your connection to Fave. Hello, I'm Erica, I'm a coach and I've been working or volunteering with FAVE for about six months. I've absolutely loved it. I've loved going into all the different schools, meeting young people. And uh, I'm a parent as well. I've got two young kids, one who's six, one who's nine. Fabulous. I'm Kieran, I'm director of FAVE uh, and I get the pleasure of leading the organisation and the team. Uh, and just like Erica, going into schools, uh, working every day with children, young people, uh, and then getting to do things like this. Very exciting. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I am the wellbeing lead at FAVES. So, again, have the privilege and joy to go into primary schools and secondary schools and help children and young people think about their wellbeing and building their resilience. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, these episodes, we are going to be talking a lot about resilience. Um, and we're going to talk a lot more about what resilience is and unpack that. But just to start, I wondered if you could each give a definition in just a sentence quickly of what we are talking about when we say the word resilience. To me, I think resilience is that idea of kind of bouncing back. But I think sometimes bouncing back can make it seem like it's quick and it's easy. And I think actually resilience sometimes those situations might you find yourself in, it isn't quick and it isn't easy. And so it's the process as well and what you learn and what you grow um, through that time. Lovely. Um, I think, yeah, resilience is again about bounce backability, which is a great word. Um, it is about sort of what you learn from whatever adversity you might face or whatever challenges and how you deal with them and how you learn from them mm -hmm. and grow and move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, absolutely. I think, you know, like we've all said, it's that um, bounce back, but I think it's, it's almost like that, that grit and that determination. I often think resilience is something you don't realise you have until you're beyond something. Mm. Um, you know, you are resilient through things, but it's almost those those cognitive skills, sometimes that physical ability, and almost that emotional, robust nature that I think all of that, um, you know, is part of what resilience is. Lovely. Yeah, okay. So resilience is about bouncing back, it's about adapting, it's about that grit, that determination. Um, and obviously at FAVE, resilience is something that we do talk about a lot. We're really passionate about it. And it is a word that gets used a lot in society. Um, so does anyone want to share why we think it's important? Why are we here? And why are we talking about resilience today? Well, because it's, I mean, we've just come off the back of uh, the hottest couple of days that any Brit, other than who's gone to the south coast of Spain, maybe in the height of summer, has ever faced. And even in that, it really reminded me that, you know, life will throw challenges at us. It will throw things that are out of our control. Um, I think that's a, that's a really big thing is, you know, often, you know, especially in our Western world, we want to control everything. And being resilient is about adapting, changing to those um, those circumstances that we're in. 
Uh, but also, how do we do that? I know talking about it is one thing, but it's you know we, we've been wrestling with thinking about what does that actually look like? Like, how do you help people think about that? Uh, and again, because the you know, often think resilience is something that is it's almost um, as you look back in your rearview mirror, you realise, oh, I was resilient there. Um, and so it's that idea of how do we how do we actively grow and not just have the theory, but the the outworking. I think resilience is a, a life skill. It's something that I've learned that everyone needs throughout their whole lives. Because as, as Kieran said, things come at you all the time from you know, small challenges like taking the wrong turn uh, and getting slightly lost to really big things that we all need to overcome together, like the pandemic, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just one of those things. And, I think some people naturally are slightly more resilient, um, but it's also a skill that we can learn and build. It's like physical fitness. You know, you can keep going to the gym, you keep working on it, keep working on it, and you will get fitter. The same with resilience. You keep working on it, you keep working on it, and you will get more and more resilient and able to have that capacity to take those sort of life challenges and make the best out of them and grow and go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that muscle, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of stretching it and kind of, yeah, building it. And um, yeah, I think that's very much part of resilience. You say it's something that you're not born, but you kind of learn and you develop and you grow. And the more you kind of step out of your comfort zone, then the more you kind of realise that you can and kind of surprise yourself. And it's looking for those you know, solutions to when you face a problem, thinking, okay, right, what are some of the different things I could do? And I think also um, a big thing around resilience is actually it's okay to make mistakes and to learn from that and not being afraid to make those mistakes and thinking, okay, well, what can I do differently next time? And just because it didn't work out the first time, not giving up, but yeah. keeping going. Sometimes it feels like resilience is like a daily choice or mindset. Um, yeah, something that you, I don't want to be resilient, but I can choose to be resilient. Um, yeah, something that just we're talking came into my mind. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that as well about it's, it is a perspective, isn't it? Two people can mm-hmm. be facing a similar thing, but having a different perspective on it. Mm. Yeah. So like the old adage, you know, I often think about is two, two stonemasons and uh, for somebody goes up to me and says, you know, what are you doing? They say, I'm making bricks. And, and that's... That's it, that's his focus. He goes up to the next person, he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm building a cathedral. Uh, and it's that perspective, you know, the first one's just like, just doing this job. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah, one's yeah. got the vision of what he's trying to achieve or he or she are trying to achieve and do. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, well, I'd love you to be thinking about, or maybe you already know, how resilient you would say you are. And I thought we'd start with a game of Would You Rather? as a little yes. test. So I've got a couple, if you guys want to throw some out there as well, please feel free to. Uh, so my first one is, would you rather go to space or go underwater? Oh, wow. I mean, two very good options, but I think I'd rather go to space. I, I think seeing the big blue pearl would be pretty epic. Okay. I'd go underwater. <laughs> yeah. Obviously in a big submersible yeah, because, not, you know, yeah. otherwise I'm not great at swimming underwater. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd love it. Mm. See all of these things that no one's ever seen before and see all of these old animals, you know, all the fish that glow yeah. up and wow. Yeah, I'm with you, Erica. I'd go 
down, deep down, yeah. see everything. Yeah, it's amazing. Would you rather be chased by a horse-sized duck or 20 duck-sized horses? It's a classic. <laughs> Emily. 20 duck-sized horses. 20 duck-sized. So they are, they're like ducks, but they're horses. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think I'm more scared of a duck than a horse. So a, ho- a mini horse is way less scary. But there's 20 of them. No, uh, yeah. But what are they going to do? Right. Yeah, but you could outrun the horse-sized duck. Yeah, because, I mean, smaller. they've got really sort of silly feet. Yeah, they fall <laughs> over. Yeah, they oh, well, well. fall over themselves. What would you do? <laughs> oh, the horse-sized duck you said you could outrun. I think I could outrun a horse-sized duck. Well, that's episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> No, I'd still go for the duck-sized horses. Okay. Yeah, I'd go for the duck-sized horses as well. So, like, yeah, something that's big just feels a bit more daunting, whereas they're little, I feel like you can outrun them. Yeah, and it'd be kind of cute, horse-sized, duck-sized horses. All right, I've got one. Would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Toes for fingers. It could be like a monkey. How cool would that be? <laughs> you won't be able to do anything. Yeah, they'd be. Oh, so that means if I've got fingers on my toes, I have to have toes on my hands? No, no. You either have 20 toes or oh. 20 fingers. Oh, 20 fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's an obvious one. <laughs> have any of you seen Freaky Friday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't. You haven't. It's Freaky Friday, essentially it's a film, but the idea is you wake up in the morning and you've two people have swapped bodies. Okay. But you've got to try and, like, blag your way through it as being that person. So if you were to wake up in the morning... Freaky Friday, you're waking up as somebody else. Would you rather be Boris Johnson, have to run the country for a day, or be a surgeon, have to do their job for the day? (laughs) And make it convincing. Well, I think being a surgeon would be a little bit terrifying for the day. Um, I'd be too scared that I would do something wrong and kill someone, and that would not be a good thing. Um, But... Imagine with the power that the Prime Minister has, how much good you could do in a day. I think I'd like that challenge. It'd be terrifying, but I think you could do something really positive for mm. everyone. Yeah. So I think that's how I'd choose that, not him, but choose that. <laughs> yeah, now you've got to do a Boris Johnson impression. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, no, I think that would, it, I, the thought of being Boris Johnson for a day does not appear. I like your thinking there, Erica, mm. but I just, I'm not sure I could, could do that. But I reckon I could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do surgery on people, but I, I think I'd, I suppose, although if you're suddenly called into an emergency, you can't really get out of that, can you? Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that sadly does mm-hmm. mean I'd have to be Boris Oh, that is such a difficult one. But I think, um, okay. Uh, no, I'm going to go for a surgeon. Hey, Delegate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That's going to so I think I'd like use the powers of delegation and get through the day by kind of like delegating to, to others. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, I mean, that was just some silly questions. But I wonder, 
if you were asked how resilient are you, I don't know how easy or difficult that question is to answer because it's kind of a bit more complex than that, but what would you say if you were asked how resilient would you say you are? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's a good. It's a question, like you say, we you know something we talk about a lot. So it's, it's actually something I think about quite a bit. Um, I would like to think I'm quite resilient, but I also like to have an idea of how do I. I often like to think of how can I become more resilient. I don't think there's. I don't think you get to the end of resilience like level ten. Congratulations, um, but I do. I would like to think I'm quite resilient. I, I like to. I like solving problems. I like to be proactive in doing stuff. Um, but also, I, I like it, it, when I'm faced with a challenge. Um, I, I'm always keen to try and find out. Okay, well, what can I do? What can others around me me do? So, um, yeah, I'd like to think I'm quite a resilient person um, in general. Um, yeah, if, you had, if I had to put a number in, it, maybe I'd put like an, an eight out of ten. But it also situations do change. It does depend what what situation. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, you're facing. But if that's maybe an average, I would like to say, I was, my resilient my resilience game is strong. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think I am a lot more resilient than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back and I think you know, I'd never heard of a lot of these skills. I don't think I'd even heard or thought much about resilience for most of my life. Um, so I think it is something that you do build on, you get better, and I think it's only by reflecting back do you realise how resilient you are. Because it is a natural skill that I think every human has, because you do, you know, if you look at a toddler learning to walk, you know, they get up, they fall mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. they get up again, they fall down, they mm-hmm. get up, and eventually they manage to do it. That is that natural inbuilt resilience that they have, and every human has that. And I think it's not really until something's happened where you really have to call on a lot mm-hmm. of those resilience skills that you realise, yeah, okay, I can do that. And some people will just go forward with that and go, okay, how much more can I learn so I never need to be back there? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's sort of been very much my own experience with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think kind of similar, like actually kind of I can look back and I can see at those times where I have been resilient and kind of learned from that. And I think that then kind of, if you face a similar situation or something different, actually gives you the confidence to then be able to kind of look back and that, okay, I did it last time. So I can kind of draw on um, some of those skills or I know those people who I can go to and reach out to what mm. did I do last time what helped um, I think one of the things for me is kind of quite aware of emotions and so I think that's partly a way in which I kind of process and kind of do journaling I think that helps me to recognize kind of okay what emotions am I feeling and thinking okay right how can I kind of manage a situation based on that so that's kind of I guess a strategy that I use to kind mm. of help especially when I'm feeling um, maybe anxious or overwhelmed okay right let me process that let me work out work that through to help me kind of manage the situation mm. so. yeah it's funny I would say in some ways I feel like I do have a lot of resilience and at the same time I think I think I definitely can get overwhelmed easily and I'm quite sensitive and so things might affect me um, and I worry about things a lot but then again I would say I, I like problem solving and I like having, I think if it's a, 
like if there's a if there's a th- situation to overcome and it's practical I like that and I like pushing myself and I really really want to do those things and so I'll make myself do it but I'll make a heck of a fuss about it <laughs> at the time <laughs> so like you know I might be quite upset and it might take me a while but I'm I have this like determination in me that's like I'm not gonna leave and not have done that thing or or whatever but yeah at the same time I do find myself overwhelmed I am sensitive I think maybe in kind of bigger situations where there isn't a quote unquote solution or a quick kind of resolution to it I I feel overwhelmed and I and I also I'm I don't I beat myself up a bit afterwards. If I make a mistake, I find it quite hard to just pick myself up and get back mm. on with it. I'm quite sensitive in my reaction to that. But, but yeah, I do want to push myself and I do want to overcome and I do like problem solving and those kind of things. So yeah, it can be... It's weird. You can almost like be really resilient but also not be very resilient mm. at the same time. But this is what we talked about with the situation. It totally depends on what the situation is. Have mm. you had any experience in that situation? Mm. You know, a lot of what we talk about in coaching is look is, okay, this is the challenge that you're facing. Look back into your, your past. Is there another time where you've had a similar yeah. mm-hmm. challenge? What did you learn? Yeah. And that's the key. Like, I try and teach my kids, there's no such thing as failure, it's first yeah. attempt in learning, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everything is what we learn. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, you know, say there's only sort of nine storylines you know, any film you watch, there's sort of one of nine storylines being played out differently. But it's that sort of thing, isn't it, with, with resilience. I may have not faced this exact situation before, but I will have faced a challenge where I feel like I've failed or I haven't done right or this, that or the other loss. Mm-hmm. Anything that you will have faced it in some way, shape, uh, some way, shape or form. And so how can I use that to sort of take this next step That's forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, though, that resilience is in itself quite an optimistic thing? Because I feel like I, I am a really optimistic person. Mm. And so I think that's really helped because you're always looking for a way ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've I found it really useful to reframe things in my mind. Things are no longer problems, they are challenges. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking for those solutions. And it's mm. always sort of solution-focused. It's always forward-looking. And I think that being, if you are a naturally optimistic person, I, I think that sometimes that does make you a little bit more resilient in the way you look at how do I get through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Al, Al, there's a great quote from Al Siegel, I can't remember it word for word, but he does talk about that. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, having that optimism, you know, you're more likely to turn bad luck to good luck or you know, see opportunity over challenge. Um, so, you know, don't just listen to your own sort of stepping stone and reflect on Mm-hmm. Um, so I quite know how to to orientate myself to that point. 
Yeah. It's interesting because I think sometimes when we think about resilience or some people think of resilience is that like everything's fine I'm fine nothing's going to affect me I'm tough and and that and that's actually in some ways quite a negative mindset almost like mm. I'm expecting the worst from the world so I'm not going to let anything affect me whereas actually that isn't resilience because resilience is about being able to understand those emotions and manage those emotions and like what is going on deep down in that person I don't know I, mm. I yeah I agree. I agree. It's like uh, the eggshells, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. your hard, tough exterior, mm-hmm. it's going to crack at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you keep doing it, whereas if you're more like a boiled egg, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. got a bit more give to you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think also, like, kind of with resilience, sometimes comes, like, vulnerability as well. Actually, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation, kind of opening up or actually recognising actually I need you know to some support in this situation and kind of allowing others to come in and kind of help you and not see that as a negative but see that as again a way of being able to manage the situation mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I mean it, this might depend on there are different types of resilience and I think we've come up I think we've discussed actually all three of them um, so there's there's the recovery resilience so recovery resilience is basically you're going along and something happens and you have that dip and you build yourself back up to where you were and you carry on. So if you think a little bit, I like this analogy between um, a tomato and a tennis ball. Okay, You squeeze the tennis ball, it's got a lot of give in it, mm-hmm. but it bounces straight back. And that's that bounce back ability we were talking about right at the beginning. You do the same to a tomato, what's going to happen? You're going to get tomato juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, that's what's going to happen. You're not going to go back to that same place. Yeah. So the whole idea behind sort of the recovery resilience is being able to recover, heal and repair. Mm-hmm. Now, going again back to that same uh, analogy, what would happen if we then buried both of them? You go back sort of nine months later, your tennis ball, just a bit of a monkey mess, Mm -hmm. but your tomato, you might well see a whole new plant there. Mm. Uh, All of those seeds, if the right conditions are there, Mm. you see a whole new plant with new tomatoes. And I think that's what we call a bounce forward, Mm -hmm. bounce forward resilience. And I think Kieran, you were just talking about that with, you know, uh, the death of your mum and how could you make that how could you repair yourself and move forward and learn from it? And it's a really sort of transformational resilience and it can turn you into a stronger person. And then there's the third type of resilience, like the bouncing with, this is the adaptive resilience. And again, I like an analogy. <laughs> if you think about um, a cork, I can't use the tennis ball and tomato with this one, but if you think <laughs> about a cork yeah. in a rough sea, okay, it's going to batter it around but it just floats and bobs along Mm -hmm. on the surface and it's able to withstand the storm and that's all about coping with and adjusting to whatever your situation is and being able you know I think this is more of your the everyday resilience the just being able to make the best and not let things sink you you know just keep along it's like I was talking about with the grass Mm. you know it's been a hot few days the grass looks brown everywhere as soon as it rains that's going to repair itself straight mm-hmm. back to green yeah yeah 
Does that, yeah, like, yeah, no, do you know what I mean with these? Those like different that. types of resilience. And I think, you know, when we're talking about personal experience, I've experienced all three of them yeah. at different times yes. and in different situations. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. I really like that. And really helpful. I think the, the tomato and the tennis ball is good because we're all different and we're all individuals and we've all got different strengths. And so some of us might be kind of naturally better at one type of resilience than the other. We can obviously learn to be better at them and learn skills and strategies for them. But we might, yeah, we might naturally be really resilient in this way and maybe not so resilient in this way. And so it's not, yeah, we're individuals and we've all got different strengths. Mm. I yeah. find that really helpful yeah, to think really. about. I suppose also recognising which one, like I said, if, you know, which one you need to be at mm. the time. Yeah. The school, the tomato, the cork. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the bouncing with the cork if you have children, yeah, that is your just every day. Yeah. <laughs> I was there thinking... are so many small things that if you let them all get yeah. to you, yeah. it could yeah. just crush your spirit. Yeah, I, th yeah. I was thinking that because we were talking yesterday about picking your battles, weren't we? And that yes. is that kind of, but also really important to instill in children and young people mm -hmm. that like you could let every little thing ruin your day, but how can you kind of just take the ebbs and flows of life and embrace them and know that with every like knock there's also a, a little positive moment as well and of course finding those of course and you know like um with the bounce forward i think this is the one that you know with the inspiring stories this is mm. the one that you probably hear a little bit more about that maybe also to some people feels slightly more unachievable you know they might think hearing this inspiring story about this person doing I can't think of the words, but... Um... Well, it's like when you, I guess that thing is that you, you see you see where they were to where they get to, but you don't have the journey in between. That's yes, what I was that's thinking. It. That's the, that's that part that you need the resilience for. How, you know, how do I get from A to B? It's actually the hyphen in the middle that yeah. is the resilient part yeah. of the yeah. journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, looking at these inspiring stories, you do sometimes think, Oh yeah, but that wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be able to get there. But yeah. actually, it's not until you face that challenge head on do you realise that you too can get there. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you found it helpful. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Face Hitches.